All the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The game of clubs and tees. Welcome into another episode of the Turn Fancy Golf Podcast. As always, I'm Andrew Putters here with my partner in crime, Joe Nice. We're back together this week for the Phoenix Open. Um, waste management. I, is the waste management name's gone, isn't it? Is it just Phoenix Open now? I think I think they cut it down to just WM, the WM Phoenix Open. Yep, you're right. WM, the Phoenix Open branded as the WM Phoenix Open for sponsorship reasons. You're right, Joe. TPC at Scottsdale. But let's first talk about last week. The AT&T Pro-Am uh, ended up, it seems like this happens about every year. The Sunday is usually really good on this tournament. Um, it, it's I think it's because of the playability of the golf course and the great history of the golf course, too. Uh, if you can get if you can get the irons going, Joe, uh, at Pebble, and and really get that putter moving, you can you can shoot a pretty good number. And we saw that a bunch uh, this weekend. What Spieth did it was Spieth shoot the sixty three at Pebble or at uh, Monterey? Can't remember. I think at Pebble. Saturday. Yeah, he shot sixty three on Saturday at Pebble to get him in contention. Joe uh, had a, what a two shot lead, four or five holes to go. Uh, looked like he all but had it, and just uh, just really choked it out. But you know what? Tom Hoagie nineteen under wins by two shots. Um, I think we've talked about him several times on this show. Uh, I really like his game, and and I think we'll see uh, more of Tom Hoagie uh, in competitive tournaments on certain golf courses. Yeah, yeah, man, he's been he's been kind of trending uh, over the past year or so. Uh, we've seen him pop up for some top tens, top fives, make some deep runs, um, and it seems like it's kind of progression. Uh, kind of a progression for some of these guys. They got to get themselves in contention a few times, kind of get the feel for it, uh, and then eventually they're able to break through. But uh, great win for Hoagie. Uh, kind of a tough loss for Jordan Spieth. Personally, tough for me, man. Second week in a row, my my one and done's finished second. So uh, it's just brutal. Uh, kind of worry about Spieth's ability to close, honestly, man. We're seeing him back in contention, but uh, – just didn't able to shut the door on these guys. Uh, you feel like, you know, rolling into 17, he's kind of got the tournament in hand. <clears throat> An unforced error there, hitting it in the bunker and then uh, missing a five-footer. Uh, played 18 horribly. So uh, kind of a combo of Hoagie playing really well and, and grabbing it, but Spieth uh, kind of letting another one slip away. Yeah, uh, you know, another person that was right up there, Joe, that were not that really I feel like didn't get any airtime Sunday. That's Patrick Cantlay. He was in the driver's seat early as well. Um, very surprised. I wasn't surprised that he didn't win. Um, because I was sitting there thinking, you know, he's played well for so long now, several, you know, a few months now, that that putter's gonna have to cool off at some point. And it just seemed like it did on Sunday. Uh, but um, that kind of field and that golf course, you uh, Patrick Cantlay seems to uh, play very well against uh, easy fields or lesser than average fields on the PJ Tour. And I, I actually, going into Sunday, kind of thought he had the upper hand. Um, I, I was already concerned about Spieth's ability to close just from – it doesn't just – I mean, let's be honest, Joe. Um, when we've seen him very dominant, it's whenever he's making everything. He's making every putt. And I don't mean that he's not a great ball striker. I'm not saying that at all. But when he's been dominant, he's making everything. And um, he made everything on Saturday. So, it, you know, it's usually hard to put 36 holes like that together. That, that was my only concern about him that going into Saturday. Yeah, he, you, can't, you can't question his ball striking, man. He, he absolutely blistered the irons. Uh, 
gained 5.8 strokes on approach for the week, led the field in strokes gained approach. So the iron play was there. Um, and that's something we'll talk about heading into this week. Um, but yeah, just tough, man. Uh, it just, it just almost feels like there's, I don't want to say jitters, but, um, just not that killer instinct to close, uh, from Spieth. Cantley kind of fell apart down the stretch, made a couple of bogeys there over his last six, seven holes uh, to fall out of contention. So I uh, didn't see that closing ability from him, uh, which is kind of surprising, man, because we, we saw him, you know, uh, just be tough as nails down the stretch there through the playoffs and into the FedEx Cup, obviously won that. So uh, a little bit surprised that Cantley wasn't able to close the deal out, but he was a tremendous play last week. We, we talked about on here uh we had Eric Darbo on, and uh, another huge thanks to him, uh, Eric Darbo, Sweet Spot DFS, for coming on last week. But uh, we really liked that Stars and Scrubs build. Eric really liked Cantlay. I did as well. So, you know, each tournament kind of has its own identity. Each DraftKings slate has its own identity. Um, feel like we were on some things last week. Uh, you know, kind of hit the nail on the head on some stuff. Um but, man, I'm so glad that we're done with these programs, AP. Uh, and, and this tournament this week uh, is one of the most fun ones we see all year, man. We got the Super Bowl, uh, kind of collides with the final round, so that's always awesome. Uh, the field just keeps getting better and better. This is the best one I can remember, so I'm, I'm pumped for this one, man. Yeah, let's just uh, get right into it. So you called it the WM Phoenix Open. Um, the tournament originated in 1932. Uh, it's played at the TPC Scottsdale. Um, a lot of two-time winners, it seems like, over the over the recent history. Uh, you got, uh, well, obviously, Phil won it's won it's three times. Um, Hideki's won it a couple of times. Brooks Kepka's won it a couple of times. Surprisingly enough, though, most of your uh, winners, except for Webb Simpson, uh, looks have very similar games in the last 20 years, Joe, as far as, like, they hit it well off the tee. They're very good on approach, very good on long par fours. Uh, and but, but then Webb Simpson's kind of the, of course, you never know about him, right? He's one of those guys that can win on any golf course if, uh, if he gets it going. So, uh, like you said, play at TPC Scottsdale. Um, it is 7,200 yards, par 71. Looks like uh, we've got uh, Bermuda with some POA greens. Um Tees and fairways are going to be uh, Bermuda with some rye in it. Rough is Bermuda also. Perennial rye, fine fescue, overseed. Um, what can we say about this golf course that probably isn't already known? I think I've, I've already touched on that the, the the over 400 to 500 par four play is important. Uh, approach is important. Uh, really, this is one of those tournaments, though, Joe, that putting kind of goes out the window. Uh, whenever you're trying to put together put together a strategy for the tournament, would you agree? Yeah, I think so, man. <clears throat> um, just like any golf course, I mean, I think you can point to several things, but when you start trying to pinpoint what works, uh, what helps these guys to win here, uh, let me give you some stats. AP uh, 2021 last year, Brooks Kepka finished the week second strokes gained approach. 2020 Webb Simpson first in strokes gained approach 2019 ricky fowler 17th in approach uh 2018 gary woodland second in approach for the week and 2017 hideki first uh, in strokes gained approach so second first second first 17th uh, in strokes gained approach over the last five winners i'm going to iron play man uh, that's what i'm focusing on this week 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, I love the iron play. Uh, when I was building my model, I, I've got uh, a par threes over 200. Uh, strokes gain off the tee, uh, strokes gain approach is my heaviest weighted by, by a long shot. Uh, par four play 450 to 500 and bogey avoidance. Um, those those other four weighted, you know, somewhere around 10, 15% where, and then shots can approach is way out there in the at 50% uh, versus the others. But uh, in my model, strangely enough, I've got Brooks Kepka Joe, uh, 117th in this field. Now, this is based on recent form. And I feel like, honestly, when you're talking about Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth, those are two players that we can kind of just throw stats out the window, honestly. We don't know. They can both win on any golf course anywhere, anytime. But, and let's be honest, more some golf courses fit some players better. And uh, with recent form, I did, we're going to get to the slate. Let's just go and get to it. Levin, um, let's start up here. Uh, Vic Hovland, Matsuyama, Cantlay, JT, and Rom. That's 10K and above. Um, I will say this uh, just before you even get a chance to talk. This is a star-studded top five. Uh, Vic Hovland ranked out number one in my model. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we love him, man. We, we've been talking about him ever since he broke on the PGA Tour, and, and the kid's a star. So let's just start with Vic and work our way up this week. Um, won three out of the last five times he's played. Uh, he's won. Uh, had a huge win over uh, in Europe a couple weeks ago, I believe at Abu Dhabi. I don't remember if it was Abu Dhabi or Dubai. But anyway, uh, won over there, huge win, won the hero. I mean, we kind of know what that is. Won in Mayakoba. Um, so he's really starting to put some things together, man. Uh, and, and I think a win in the U.S. is coming very soon. Um, just love his game all the way around. Uh, the short game's improving, trending in the right direction. Uh, he's showing it, showing that he can do it under pressure. Um, so a lot to lock with Victor. Um, kind of his only shortcoming this week, um, if, if you're kind of picking at him a little bit, is the lack of course history. Um, only has one start in this event uh, back in 2020, missed the cut. Uh, but we know what type of talent he is, man. So a great play. And really all these guys above 10K are. Uh, Hideki, obviously, the course history is amazing. Uh, two-time winner here. Had a couple of top fours leading up to those two wins. Um, has a T16 and a T15 over the last three years here. And and we know what kind of form he's in, man. Uh, one back in November at the Zozo. Uh, opened this year with a win over at Sony, where he played just amazing golf over the weekend to run down Russell Henley. So a lot to love about Hideki. I was hoping we might catch him under 10, but... That was probably wishful thinking with his course history here in recent form. Um, but love Hideki this week, man, for sure. Cantlay, we talked about just an all, just an all-world, uh, high-class player. Uh, no course history, though. That's kind of the concern with Cantlay. We know he's playing great golf. He's He's been in the mix every time he's teed it up this year. Um, JT, we have to think a win's coming at some point, man. Um, he, he's going to break through here eventually as well. Um Two top threes here in his last three starts. Um, he likes to play this event. It's on his schedule every single year. Just hadn't been able to put four rounds together, man. Struggled out of the gate at Century. Um, closed very strong and kind of kind of the opposite at Torrey where he opened uh, in great shape and then struggled over the weekend. So JT's there. Um, just got to put four rounds together. Love him here. And then John Rahm. Uh, what can you say about him, man? Top-ranked player in the world. Has played great this year. 
this event's really special to him. Uh, he went to Arizona State, played in this event as an amateur back in 2015, got a got a fifth place finish while he was still in college. Um, so he loves this golf course, loves this crowd, loves this area, and he's playing great golf, man. So they're they're in a bad pick above 10K this week, AP. I think you can go with any of these guys. I'm I'm fine starting your lineups with uh, pretty much any player up here this week. Yeah, I agree totally. Um, I mean, if you look at the tournament history, it might concern you with Hovland and Cantlay. Uh, but like you said, really can't go wrong up here. You know, the only thing that, you know, it seems like as a professional, Ron has had trouble breaking through up here. But, I mean, had trouble breaking through. But, I mean, he's finished top 15 like the last five times, basically. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to play 11-6, you got to get a top top two finish, really. So, uh, be thinking about that when you're building your lineup. Moving on down to the 9K uh, Bubba Watson, Scotty Shefford, Berger, uh, who knows about the injury there, uh, Burns, uh, Kepka, Xander, Jordan Spieth. I think we've already talked a little bit about uh, Kepka and Spieth in my model. I, I mean, they're they're way up in the hundreds, to be honest with you. But like I said, this is based on uh, recent form. Uh, uh, Berger in that class grades the best for me, but obviously injury concerns. So uh, if I'm uh, highlighting anybody in this range, it's going to be Sam Burns. Uh, you know, projected 11% ownership, 9,300. And definitely a full fade on uh, Bubba Watson, even though he finished runner-up uh, over in, uh, over the pond this last week. Yeah, a um, lot to like in this range, man. I, th- I think there are a lot of directions you can take. Um, sometimes I let ownership kind of dict- dictate that, but I really like Jordan Spieth, man. Um, I know we talked about the concerns with him closing. Um, those, those are legit, I feel, but man, I like to ride him when he's hot and when, when those irons are firing, um, that's kind of, kind of my marker that I look for with Jordan Spieth. Um, cause he can do it smoke and mirrors. Sometimes we talked about that on here when he's just making tons of putts and, and the short game's amazing and all that. Um, but like last week was legit, man. Like I said, gained 5.8 strokes on approach last week at Pebble. Uh, we know what he did here last year, had that kind of legendary Saturday 61, uh, and that kind of kick-started his comeback, man. Uh, ended up with a T4 last year, but he also has a T9 on his resume here um, and has a seventh-place finish as well. So last year wasn't a fluke, um, so I love going right back to Jordan, just kind of riding the hot hand with him. Uh, that's when I like to play play him when he's got some momentum going. He certainly does. Um, Xander's course history is amazing. Um had this tournament kind of by the throat last year and let it slip away. Uh, we can talk about, you know, his ability to close uh, or inability to close, if you want to call it that. Uh, but he certainly has to feel like he let one get away here last year, had a T2. Uh, but but he's been tremendous in this event, man. Top 17 finishes in each of the last four years at this golf course. So you have to love Xander, just a just an all-around great player and, and one of those guys that you always feel good rostering. Um, Brooks, I know he's a defending champion. I know he has, uh, you know, elite elite ability and talent, and he has uh, the ability to win any golf tournament. But I'm just out, man, unless it's a major championship um, or, or there's some other indicator pointing in his direction. I'm just out on Brooks for right now. Uh, you mentioned Burns. The form's great. Um, it was over the fall and last year. I actually really like Daniel Berger, um, but you mentioned the back injury AP. Um, so it, that kind of, kind of puts us in wait and see mode. I will say this, if, if, if he looks okay and his ownership's going to be way down because people are scared to play him, um, 
I'll be there, man. I'll, I'll just go over Wade because he's played really good on this golf course and and just so consistent when he tees it up, man. Has uh, three of his last five starts have been T11 or better um, in, in the Phoenix Open. So I really like him on this course, uh, but the back is a concern. And then Scotty Scheffler, uh, another one of those guys that you're just always comfortable rostering, has played really well. Played good at Torrey. The finish wasn't great. I think he had like a T20 uh, at the Farmers, but T to Green, he was very, very good in that golf tournament. Um, he had a T7 this event last year. So I think there's a lot of ways you can go in the nines, man. Uh, th- this is going to be one of those weeks where the field is so good. Um, instead of trying to find guys to play, we're going to have a tough time uh, kind of crossing some names off our list. Yeah, and, uh, let's go back in time last year. I believe, you know, um, uh, Xander had the lead going the final round. Uh, Jordan could not hit it on earth off the tee. I feel like he like, maybe hit it out of bounds and snapped it in the water on that short par four in the back. Xander Scheffler, make- Scheffler was up there as well. Scheffler and Xander were both uh, fighting right there. Right, and I, I feel like, you know, all of a sudden, boom, um, um, James Holland had a two-shot lead at one time. Yeah. Then he, yeah. he shot 43 on the back nine. And uh, and then, really, Brooks Kepka chipped in on the par, uh, like 14, 15 for birdie and then made the, on the short par four, uh, got up and down for another birdie. And uh, that's just what my – I remember watching this on Sunday because it was a star-studded <laughs> leaderboard, and I was looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, and Brooks really was not even in that conversation all day until like five holes to go. So, um, anyway, yeah, it should be exciting. Uh, I love, I love that range. Moving on down to the 8K range, Joe. I feel like this is, uh, this is where you can kind of make make some weight uh, against the field, um, uh, with the exception of maybe, uh, maybe one guy. I'm, I'm gonna be steering clear of Tony Finau, and uh, on this on this list, I'm about to read off Tony Finau, uh, Luis Usazen, Fitzpatrick, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Seamus Power, Corey Connors. Henley, Hoagie, and English. Definitely steering clear of Finau. Um, just, I know he had like a, what, like a pretty decent finish a few years back. Let's look here. Uh, yeah, 2020 finished second. He missed three previous cuts before that, did not play here last year. I just think this course don't set up for him. Uh, he doesn't, you know, specifically pay uh, – Long par four as well, which is surprising. You know, he makes all his money on par five scoring. Um, he's not uh, great on bogey avoidance either. So I'm just not a fan of him. My number one, my two guys in this range I'm going to be looking at, Tom Hoagie and Luis Usazen. They're my two favorites in the AK range. Uh, with all those other guys too, I mean, we love Corey Connors. Um uh, Seamus Power, he's been playing well. Two-time defend champion Web Sen- or defend champion Web Sensen. So, um, who do you like in the AK range, Joe? Believe it or not, man, I think <clears throat> which there there's some really good players in here. Um, I think my favorite might be Russell Henley, man. Um, tough beat at Sony, uh, but bouncer out back there at the Amex uh, played really well. Um, has some good. Uh, course history here it's a little up and down uh, but we see that with Henley though uh, because his form you know there for a couple years kind of went off the planet Um, so we we're seeing a lot of these kind of in the recent five years there's a couple of years where the course history just isn't going to be good because he wasn't playing good golf Um, but uh, I I like the upside man and and as I mentioned kind of at the opener I really am focusing on iron play this week and, and Henley's 
killing it, man. Uh, gained 6.6 strokes uh, at the Sony when he lost to Decky there. Uh, but like I said, kind of bounced right back, hung tough. I was I was surprised that he was able to uh, kind of follow up. That, that was a tough loss, man. And I, I was surprised he was able to follow it up uh, with the T14 at the Amex. He gained 3.5 strokes on approach in that event. Um, so Russell Henley's really popping for me at, at this price tag and, and with his iron play. Uh, I think that's my favorite in the range. There are certainly some other ways you can go. Uh, you mentioned Tony. I really don't know where to put Tony right now. Um, locked him at the Farmers on a golf course at Torrey Pines where he's historically played tremendous, uh, and, and he didn't play well. Louie's coming off a long layoff. Um, this is going to be his first time teeing it up in 2022, so there's, there's always that rust factor there. Uh, Webb. Used to be Mr. Dependability, has been forced for years, but I don't know that that's the case anymore. Um, we might have to kind of adjust the way we view Webb, um, at, at least until he puts a couple of starts together for us. Um, and I like Seamus. Um, you know, kind of say what you will about him, but the guy continues to put results up. Um, had a lead at, at the AT&T last week through 36 holes. So um, my favorite... Uh, is Russell Henley and maybe my second favorite Seamus Power there. Yeah, I know you and you and Spencer are real high on uh, on power, have been for a while. Um, I'm wondering if he's uh, starting to cool off now after you saw what happened to him on the weekend. I wonder if he's starting to cool off. That would be my only concern there. Uh, moving on to the 7K range, too many names to mention. I will say this, uh, that my two best graded out players in the 7K range are Taylor Gooch and Luke List. Um, probably based on the performance in the fall and recent, and, and of course, uh, Luke List won that tournament a couple weeks ago. Um, you got uh, Harold Varner just coming off a huge victory, got him in the top 50 in the world, uh, over the pond. Probably gonna be a little bit running that high, but I do not like him here, Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, Fowler's won here before. Um, but i strangely enough, the 7k range probably might be my value play of the week. Uh, Putnam got his first little taste there last week, uh, being right there on the leaderboard going in the back nine and, and really just fell apart. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't mind him here in this spot in the seven K range, Joe, Andrew Putnam. Mm, what do you think? Uh, and CH Lee yeah, as well. T seven here last year. Um, and it's played really well. I mean, it, he didn't exactly come out of nowhere last week. He, he had some strong finishes this season. Um, you know, and, Obviously, from the T7 last year, he can handle this golf course. So, you know, you never know how guys are going to react uh, to being in contention. But, you know, he played well, uh, pretty solid, had a T6 last week. But, uh, you know, if we look back at his other two starts this year, a T14 at Amex and a T27 at the Sony. So he's really putting together a nice little season to this point. Um, a couple guys you mentioned there, Luke List, I used to have to absolutely love the ball striking and the iron play. Um, the only concern is is he's coming off that huge win at the Farmers. You, you always kind of wonder how guys are going to react uh, to getting that first win. Uh, you mentioned HV3. I'm out. I'm pretty much out on any guys that were playing in Saudi last week. Um, we, we've seen from in the past, uh, from Dustin Johnson specifically comes to mind. That's a, that's a tough trip to make. Uh, back to the West Coast of the United States and then tee it up and play the next week. So, you know, that would be my only concern for a guy like Xander uh, up at the top would be that trip back. <clears throat> uh, but really like list, Max Home is a guy I think we can look at uh, at this price point. We've been seeing him up in the 8K range. 
Um, so I'm willing to give him a look at 7,600. He likes this golf course a lot, uh, lives in the area now. So had a T6 here in 2020. So I'm willing to look at Max Homa. Uh, Keith Mitchell's a guy uh, that, that's playing really good golf. Had a T16 back here in 2020. Uh, missed the cut last year here, but uh, we, we're seeing him come in with some very nice form. Uh, Kuchar's been extremely solid throughout his career in this event, and, and we're starting to see his form round back into shape a little bit. Um, Russell Knox, a ball striker that we like. Uh, KH Lee kills TPC courses. Um, and then we got some really talented guys down here, man, at, at the bottom of the 7K range. The course history isn't there. Uh, but I feel like the talent is, and the two guys I kind of have in mind when I say that are Cameron Davis and Aaron Wise um, at 72 and 7,100. Uh, I think you can look at those guys just from a talent perspective. Uh feels like there's upside there when their games are on. Yeah, um, you know, uh, my only concern is it seems like Wise is every time we've mentioned his name, it's like straight dumpster fire. I don't. Uh, if, but but if there is one tournament where putting doesn't matter, this has got to be the place we got to play him at, right, Joe? So, yeah, that's true. And kind of kind of this little stretch, um, th this West Coast swing has not necessarily been his strong suit historically. Um, so it, I, I don't know that these courses are great for him. Um, his course history at Tory wasn't good, and he missed missed the cut at the Farmers. Um, his course history here is limited. Um, certainly hadn't shown anything course history wise to make us want to pull the trigger of miscut and a T66 and it's in his two starts here. But, you know, you just feel like, you just feel like there's a lot of talent there for $7,100. Um, Mito hanging out there at seven. We, we know how talented he is. He's making his course. That's kind of the concern there. Um, and then you got some course history plays. If you do want to take that angle at the bottom of the seven Ks, Brandon Grace's course history is amazing. Uh, had a runner-up finish here to Ricky a couple years ago in 2019, then had a T9 in 2020. Uh, the form's been really bad, uh, the recent form with Grace. But uh, if, if you want to kind of take the course history into account, he's certainly somebody you can look at down here in the low sevens. A lot of guys. Uh, it's a strong field, uh, so this is what we see, man. A lot of quality players in the sevens and even on down into the high sixes this week. Yeah, absolutely. In the high sixes, many players you could actually see making a run. Uh, it's going to be tough to predict, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you saw five guys in the top 10 out of the 6K range. Uh, just because they're, like you said, very deep field, you know, uh, speak, you know, just something off the top of the mind, you know, with this already what we said is going to be needed uh, to play well in this course. You got like uh, Lucas Glover's great on approach. Nick Taylor's usually great on approach. Chez Reeves great on approach. Martin Large great on approach. Um, uh, uh, Emilio Grillo is perfect on or great on approach. So, I mean, it, tons of guys down here in the 6K range would make sense. Not really willing to hang my hat on any of, any of them, though, Joe. Um, maybe those first three I mentioned uh, with the – with the um, those first three I mentioned, which was Taylor, Luke, Glover, and Ches Reeve, and then you slide on down – Low 6K, and this might be my dart. I don't know. You got Sepp Strepa, and uh, there was a guy at 62 that I loved. Austin Eckerot. I like him this week. Uh, plays long par threes well. Plays long par fours look well. His approaching off the tee are great, uh, and he's probably only going to be about 
four or five percent on sixty two hundred. I like him down here, Joe. Yeah, Eckert's a really talented player, man, out of Oklahoma State. Uh, a lot of people think he's kind of the next great player to come out of there. Uh, we we saw a kind of a glimpse. Uh, had a really nice round last week uh, in the AT and T. So uh, you know, I think a lot of people will be looking at him at that price tag this week. But you know, there's a lot of talent there, um, and there is really throughout these sixes. I mean, these are guys we know. Um, guys that we've seen play well at different times. Uh, guy that immediately jumps out to me, you mentioned him, Andrews, Nick Taylor, uh, there at 6,800. The course history isn't great here, but the form's really solid. He's gained strokes on approach uh, in all three of his starts this season. Uh, he's coming off a T14 last week at Pebble um, and, and had solid finishes in his other two starts this year. So I really like Nick Taylor. Um, even though the course history doesn't bear that out, I, I do like the form there. Um, another guy coming off a strong outing and that actually does have very good course history is Nate Lashley. Um, not a guy we talk about a lot, but gained over four strokes tee to green last week. Uh, and, and in two starts in this event, he's got a T17 and a T3. Um, so we got kind of a nice collision uh, of recent form and course history there with Nate Lashley at 6,700. Uh, some more talented guys, man, as we work our way down. Sahit Takala is a really interesting rookie uh, coming up off the KFT. We've seen some nice outings out of him this year. Uh, Neesmith's a guy that a lot of people were on last week, uh, me included, and, and he kind of faded out there, man. Had a brutal uh, triple bogey late Saturday to miss that 54-hole cut. But he had a T7 uh, in this golf tournament last year, so I think uh, kind of – Going right back to the Neesmith Wells, kind of an interesting play. Um, anytime you talk about ball striking, Doug Gim's name pops up. Uh, we can roster him for $6,600 this week. Um, so I think that's worth looking at. Uh, you mentioned Sepp Straka. He's a really, you know, kind of up and down player, but we know that upside's there. Um, so there's certainly some guys you can go to down here. Uh, you know, with all the talent up at the top, it might be a week, you know, where there is some depth on this scale. Uh, where you're willing to, to kind of jump down into the sixes in order to get a couple of those top tier guys in your lineup. So Joe, where's your where's your dart at this week? I think there's a lot of legit plays, man. Um, as you as you get down into the low sevens and the upper sixes, I think there's a lot of ways you can go. Uh, a lot of guys I like. Um, I, I will throw out just to kind of dip down in the sixes. I'll throw out Nick Taylor. Um, I, the course history I don't love, but I, I am comfortable with his uh, recent form. Just been really solid, man, doing everything pretty well. Um, if you want to get real deep, I'll, I'll toss out a mention to Nate Lashley down there as well. Mm, that's deep in there. Let's look at uh, my man Chaz Reavy, 6,800. Uh, hasn't played well as of late, but his uh, approach numbers are, are really good. <laughs> in the last six tournaments, even though he hasn't played well. Love his approach game. Uh, love a guy, anywhere where par is going to be a decent score on some long par fours, I like him. Um, I'll tell you what, man, with my heart, though, this week, I, I really like um, – I really like Victor Hovland. Um, I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket, but uh, I could see – People have had success this year already have success this week, which would be Matsuyama, Hovland, uh, both those guys. I like both those guys. Of course, Rom is going to be in the top ten, we believe, uh, almost guarantee. But he um, – you know, like I said, if you want to 
put your eggs in his for for DraftKings, especially or FanDuel. He's on me top two or win to to consider rostering. So I'm gonna go with Hovland uh, with my heart. Yeah, I always love Victor, man. Um, it's tough to tough to ignore Hideki Matsuyama. Um, just with the course history here, two time winner, couple top fives, and with the recent form, man, kind of all of a sudden has has some of that win equity back. Uh, win at the Zozo. I know he won the Masters, um, and then a great performance at the Sony to win there. Um, but that said, and with Rom and JT and all these guys, uh, I'm going back-to-back hard play, AP. I don't know if you got to catch the show last week, but uh, I went Jordan Spieth at Pebble, and I'm I'm going to try to keep riding the keep riding the train, baby. I, I like it. I like it when the mojo's going well for him. Um, it seems like good play kind of leads to good play with him. Uh, it was a real special, special week for him in this event last year. Um, sh- showed some form last week, so I'm going back to back. Jordan Spieth, my heart play. I got you, Joe. Uh, Jordan Spieth, back to back. I agree. I could see him win this week. I'd also see him uh, uh, going to the short par four and duck hooking it in the water again. So uh, I'm pulling for you, though, Joe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, as always, I'm Andrew Purs. This is Joe Nicely. I didn't mention earlier, but Joe Nicely is the uh, lead golf editor at rotoballer.com. Uh, if you ever want to look into their premium stuff, he's always putting out great material, him and Spencer and Josh. And got a couple new guys over there as well on the golf side. Uh, every week, uh, check us out, one and done. We got a one and done that we do every week. Uh, we got a round table that we put together here la- uh, last day of the week to, to see what, what answer some questions. And also, if you're going to be signed up for the premium package, Joe, uh, promo code, use the promo code NICE, get a little discount on that. Uh, still got a pretty decent price over there for right now for the rest of the year, right, Joe? Yeah, man. It's an amazing price. It, it's honestly, I, I think, the best deal that you're going to find uh, on a PGA DFS premium package for all of the tools that you're getting over there. Um, when you use my promo code NICE, get you in there for less than 70 bucks. Uh, that takes you to the tour championship. Uh, so if you if you comparison shop uh, with what's out there, uh, and you look at our content and, and some of the contributors that we have over there, you mentioned Spencer Aguiar. Uh, we got Josh Bennett doing a course breakdown, and we brought several talented new guys onto the staff this year that we're really excited about, and we'll be getting more from throughout the year. So I uh, really encourage you guys to visit rotoballer.com and and consider signing up for our PGA Premium package for the rest of the year. It's it's a great great deal there you go you have it folks uh like i said uh my name is andrew purge joe nice if you like what you heard hit the subscribe button hit the, smash that like button uh hit us up on twitter we're always in there talking golf and whatnots uh joe appreciate it coming back great to be back on the show Good to see you man glad next to have we- you back yeah next week uh we're gonna be a day late uh we got valentine's day falling on monday so we're gonna be a day late putting the show up it is what it is, uh, but, uh, you know, husbands have to survive. Uh, like I said, that, I'm Andrew Powers. That's Joe Nicely. You've listened to the Turn Fancy Golf Podcast. It's going to drive me. It's going to drive me.